thought I should Something told me not to go Welcome to Perfect Brainstorm. My name is Jake Bush. I'm Brian Perry. I think I'm Houston Bodley. It's been a long day. I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> like, oh, I was like, you guys like, both sound really hesitant. That's quite the mystery I, I accidentally... to start this episode. <laughs> well, so... <laughs> At work today, they were announcing, like, we do, like, this lunch lotto thing where just, like, randomly selected employees who were nominated by their bosses get to um, do, like, an hour lunch sort of ordeal. And they were announcing it, and you were supposed to, like, come and, like, grab, like, a little certificate thing for it. And they announced my name, and I just, like, completely froze up today and, like didn't think anything of it like they said it and i was just like oh cool and like everyone's just staring at me i'm like what's going on oh that's You're me like, Who is that? i get the lunch i'm yeah. the houston bodley at this that's company you. you are the houston bodley so i today. might not respond to everything you say today so is there like an alter ego that you prefer to identify with in this episode um oh my gosh your jedi name did you guys do jedi names when you were kids <laughs> oh i think i did i totally I remember totally was, totally though. remember my my jedi name and i can reverse engineer the formula because i remember my name Are you guys ready yes yeah my jedi name is parber fasan and i'm pretty sure it's <laughs> your the first three letters of your last name the first two letters of your first name the first two letters of your mother's maiden name and the f- first three letters of the city you were born in. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Isn't that crazy that I remember That's that? like the most elaborate naming scheme ever. Seriously. I can't well, believe I remember. I mean, I remember my name, and so I'm able to pick it piece together what, how, what it must have been based on. But uh, So we've got uh, Busju. <laughs> would be you, Jake, and okay, uh, and Bo Boed or Bohow, depending on who <laughs> I like Bohow better. I just are we Googled, revealing to just, the audience that my first name is actually Edward? Does I everyone know that now? That. now you, you revealed it on Silver Screen Redemption anyway. Okay, well now you all know the yeah. the the curtains pulled back. I'm really an Edward, as you can imagine. I try. And avoid that ever since Twilight. Is that why? Whoa. Okay, I'm about. <laughs> no. I'm about to pull the curtain. I'm about to pull the curtain back on something pretty big, because my name, technically, is not actually Jake. It's Jacob. Whoa. So <laughs> we we have an Edward and Jacob running this podcast oh my wow. under pseudonyms. So does Brian, does that mean your first? Does that mean your first name is actually Kristen Stewart? Yeah, no, it's Bella. <laughs> Kristen Stewart Perry. Brian is actually short for Bella, so. Okay. Yeah. Which totally makes sense. Um, can I pick a bounty hunter name instead of? Sure. A, what's the formula Jedi for a bounty name? hunter name? Um, it's your first name, and then you add Fett at the end. Oh. So okay. I'm Houston Fett. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty straightforward. I like it. It's much easier uh, than gonna, this Jedi Jake mind Fett. trick you played on us. Yeah, I'm going to stick with my Jedi name because I don't want to have to remember a different name. So what are you going to be, Jake? 
Well, I'm a big fan of online name generators. So while we were talking, I just Googled Star Wars name <laughs> generator and I got Trevorrow and Dino, which is pretty cool. Is what if you cool. were a Sith? So you can round out kind of like the three main parties. Okay. Sith, Sith Lord, Trevorrow and Dino. Maybe the show is just going to be our characters that we just made up and that's it. And that's our episode, folks. All right. Yeah, I guess I ought to uh, recap what we're actually talking about this episode. It's not just uh, Team Jacob. And team <laughs> it's not Edward. Star Wars naming conventions. It's, yeah. So we are discussing um, the very first Star Wars sitcom. Now, and why are coming, we? Um, now, why are we? Yeah. talking about the very first Star Wars sitcom, Jake. Quite honestly, because it's inevitable. It's going to happen <laughs> at some point. Disney. Disney is milking Star Wars for everything it's worth, and pretty soon they're going to just decide, you know what, we've had enough of these big movies, we've got our own streaming platform, um, because Disney Plus is coming out like next month, I think, and they're going to say, alright, it's time for the sitcom It's this wave, month, and... it's here, we need to hurry and get this Ugh. launched. We need something yeah. to compete yeah, with seriously. The Mandalorian. It's like, it's like less than two weeks away, I think. Um, Holy cow. I should point out. Some of the Star Wars series kind of are sitcoms. There's obviously some action adventure to them. But, like, The Clone Wars has some, like, hilarious episodes. And, like, Rebels is basically a dysfunctional family living in a spaceship. So there is kind of already a precedent <laughs> for some some sitcom uh, genre. But but uh, I, I move that we entirely... We're not allowed to have any action adventure in, in this show. It's just sitcom. Pure yeah. sitcom. It, like... Um, Unless it's well, like a themed like episode, is... like Community, where sure. they yeah, have exactly. like, oh, this is the paintball episode, so it's based off of like yeah. mafia gang war movies yeah. or whatever. It needs to be primarily, uh, but I do think a, a, just an actual traditional sitcom set in the Star Wars universe. I think that's yeah. a good place to start. So, so I think that one of the core requirements of this needs to be filmed before a live studio audience. <laughs> okay. Um, so we don't use like, like a days. laugh track that you can always pick on like who is laughing at what point and you hear the no, same yeah, laughs like, over and over again. We're going to old school, like like Full House, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Like there's a live studio audience reacting to everything, Every- and basically there's just like three different sets, and you just alternate between like the living room, the kitchen, and like every once in a while there's like a backyard scene or something. But you just you have, have like remember- the three camera set up where goes like over the shoulder between two characters and then one like straight on into the living room or whatever. Here's the thing mm-hmm. you have to remember. Dim lighting. It's we have that Disney money. We got to use that Disney money and I feel like we could do some pretty good That's true. like real settings and like like I feel like most modern sitcoms are not just like a sound stage. You know what I mean? That's true. Well, we'll figure that we out. start with we'll that to kind of we'll, get we'll in the same best once we figured out the story. Yeah. Why don't we, like, yeah. go off and just real quickly, without getting too in-depth, maybe put, like, one or two points as to why you like them. But what are some of your, f- like, more recent sitcoms that you like? And that oh, can kind of help us give, like, a gauge of what to build off of. Um, Right now, I'm, like, I'm loving The Good Place, obviously. Um, oh, I shouldn't say, one. obviously. Jake's not into that. What? <laughs> uh, I... Every time this comes up, I have to like explain myself that like I didn't really give it a fair shot. I think if I did, I would probably like it. Yeah, but I just didn't end up getting into it. It's like it's a pretty pretty high quality show. And... 
I, I feel like all of us, to one degree or another, are probably big fans of like the Michael Shore catalog. So Office, yeah. Parks and Rec, Brooklyn Good Place, yes. Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, those are kind of like in my mind what characterizes a good sitcom. Um, there's a few yeah. other ones like Community's obviously a big one, Thirty yeah. Rock. Uh, How I Met Your Mother, Friends, Seinfeld. Yeah, I really like Thirty Rock and How I Met Your Mother. Those are they're not you know recent ones, obviously, but they're those are those are classics for me. Um, my uh, my wife and I actually got into Cheers last summer. Oh yeah, and we watched like four seasons of Cheers, and it was actually delightful. We <laughs> yeah. really enjoyed it. Does it hold up Cheers. since the eighties? It does mostly. <laughs> Let's turn some scenes our, that were a little bit out of our date. Cheers review <laughs> podcast. You've got to do Frasier <laughs> at some point because I hear it's great and I don't ever want to watch it, but I do want to hear if it's actually good. <laughs> okay, maybe I'll start my own. Maybe I'll start my own solo podcast where I just review Frasier. It seems like one of those shows that if I'd been around at the time, I would have watched it and enjoyed it, but uh, I'm not going to go back and watch it. There's just too much good TV these days. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, yeah, I feel like you are every podcast listener in the world. They just want to hear about the show and yeah, get opinions about it. They don't actually want to go watch it. Yeah, seriously. I, there have been several times where I'm like, I want to learn this skill or I want to like learn about this thing. And it's just like, I wonder if there's a podcast about it. I'm very into podcasts. Um, should we make this? Sh- this uh, <laughs> I, I almost didn't pronounce sitcom correctly there. Um, <laughs> there's a little this sitcom, sitcom going on. <laughs> oh, dear. Hopefully it ends up as a sitcom and not a shitcom. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. So I think I think first off, one of the main questions we need to answer is what like period are we talking here? Because Star Wars is a very big universe. Yeah, and you have the prequel era, you have the you know the original trilogy era, you have the the new series era, but then you also have like stuff in between, stuff after, and stuff before that's yeah. kind of like older public universe. that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so here's what I would yeah. say that I think kind of helps with answering that question. Is there, you have your varying degrees of Star Wars fans. You have those that are just like, oh, I like Return of the Jedi the best because it's yeah. got teddy bears in it and they're cute. You have those who are like analyzing Empire Strikes Back and just how deep and metaphorical it is and like all the crazy cinematic uh, technical work that goes into it. And then there's those who are like, they're diehards who defend Jar Jar Binks' existence and whatnot. Um, <laughs> right, yeah. I, I, I don't think we want to appeal to those who are like, you can't say anything bad about Star Wars. Yeah, um, this is, yeah. We, if it's going to be a sitcom, it can't be taken too seriously. So on that note, I would say like, if we're kind of gauging the level of this, I feel like most people treat... Episodes four through six with great respect. And I so don't think, think you're clear of that. Yeah, because I feel like a sitcom in itself, like it's going to poke fun or devalue the seriousness of anything. Um, yeah. That's kind of like the nature of a sitcom. So I don't think it should be in, intertwined with episodes four through six, unless it's like a small cameo that pops in yeah. and that's traded with seriousness or gravity or something. Yeah. And like, like we've, we've discussed rogue one a fair amount, probably off camera and, and probably on service redemption. Like I really enjoyed it. You didn't as much. Um, but it, it, it has big impacts on four, five and six. And we don't even want to touch that with this. 
I think that's I think yeah. that's a really good point. A couple of my ideas are set in that time period, but uh, I think they're separate enough that we still may be able to make them work. I think the premise yeah. is so obvious. The uh, should we start with those? Should we start with my concepts that are that are set within the original trilogy? Yeah, I like yeah, that. Let's I'm start with that. those so we can. Let's start with the ones we're going to cut and talk about yeah, them the, and then cut them. I, I like I like some of these <laughs> ideas, but I, uh, I I I think that uh, you're right that setting it in this time period is is has some potential issues. Uh, so th- these sort of belong to a broader category, and that is I want to do like a this is Spinal Tap, but following a band. <laughs> Except no, that is this is Spinal Tap. I just described this as Spinal Tap. <laughs> Um, what i want to do is a mockumentary style you mean um yeah i mean in the sense of but it would be a series right so like an office style mockumentary but not a workplace a a band following a band i think it'd be interesting so figuring dan in the middle nodes uh is the band the the cantina band the max rebo band is the pre-photoshop band in jabba's palace Uh, i don't want to touch the post photoshop uh, or the post special edition uh, band in <laughs> Jabba's Palace because it sucks. No uh, one another, likes that band. Yeah, one of one of the bands that uh, I list I, I found here as I was researching is doesn't have a name, but there's a character in the Star Wars Holiday Special named Akmena, played by B. Arthur, and she sings a musical number that is very weird. The whole thing's very weird. Um, but I think <laughs> I think following B. Arthur's character, maybe when she was younger. And was a was a club singer could be interesting. So those are my those are my okay. uh, original trilogy era band concepts. Uh, and and the the one that's actually probably good is Figure and Dan in the Middle Nodes because people would actually recognize that band. But uh, everyone knows the Cantina song. Everyone knows yeah. how great it is to call them the Jizz Whalers. Right, because um, you made that name up for them. We've discussed. No, this. that's they play <laughs> Figure and Dan in the Middle Nodes. They play a musical style called jizz, oh, yeah, right. and the way you play jizz is you wail on it. So they are jizz wailers. That is from the mouth of George Lucas. I'm not making oh that gosh. up. Wow, this this whole thing makes me extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> it makes me think that we cannot put that on Disney+. Plus. Um, you're, um, you're thinking of Max Rebo, though. Max Rebo and his band are jizz wailers. Okay. Either nice. way, not, jizz wailers was introduced... To yeah. the Star Wars universe at one point. There's My also a band sp- called Avar Orbis and his Galactic Jizz Whalers. So, pretty great. <laughs> pretty great, great names. Oh, man. Yeah. So, I one thing that I think here, and um, I don't know, maybe you guys are going to disagree with me on this, but I kind of feel like we want, like, pretty well-known characters as, like, the key characters in the show because i feel like i don't know maybe i'm just thinking like disney i'm like no we gotta get, we gotta bring in the money we gotta give people what they want and people are gonna want to see well like lovable beloved characters on screen in a sitcom format rather than just like obscure people that were walking around in the background can you know I, I, mean? I put a stipulation on that i would say we don't like for example the mandalorian everyone's really excited about that Boba Fett's probably not even in the show. Yeah. But we're fascinated with the concept of a Boba Fett-like character. I don't think you necessarily okay. need to have one of the beloved characters. In fact, I would I 
do disagree with you. I think we should avoid like main trilogy characters, but I would be fine with something that's like on the side. So like maybe like let's see what Saboba's up to. Is he like going and getting in fights Ooh. with other Gungans or? Uh, okay, hold on. Hold I don't on. know. Okay, did you just call Saboba <laughs> a Gungan? No, he gets in a fight with Jar Jar Binks in episode. Oh, okay. You said other Gungans, and so oh, I was right. thinking like, uh, okay. Geek um, check. I know that Saboba's not a Gungan. He what is, is he? What is he? What he, is he? Don't Google it. He, what is he? What is he? He. Oh, wait, wait, wait. He's a... Oh, don't tell me. Don't he's tell me, a... Don't a Doug. Yep. Good job. Pod Racers was actually one of my concepts. Just like, I want to see what the Pod Racers are doing. What's... You know, show me the, an entire season of pod racing. I would love that. I'd almost like to see, that like, a pit crew. Cool. Like, it's told from the story oh, of the pit well, crew. Well, pit crew's not going to be interesting because they're all those tiny little droids that are all the same. But what if it's a live pit crew? Why and would they be like, pit one of them aspires... that are designed specifically for that? And, and maybe that's one of the challenges is they're trying to convince okay. like maybe okay. episode one, the, the pilot, if you will, um, is about them trying to convince a famous podcast, uh, pod racer who may be also be a podcaster, why they should have a live <laughs> human live, not human, but just like living uh, pit crew. Okay. That's an interesting angle. I've got angle. it. You ready? You know what, you know what we call the show? The Podfather. <laughs> I would, uh, yeah, I'd watch really anything related to pod racing. That was that was honestly one of the two main good things from episode one: pod racing and the Darth Maul fight. Maybe so I, I'm down for we learn about pod racing. Maybe Darth Maul, before he decided to go his ways <laughs> and become a Sith Lord, was in fact a famous pod racer. I love, that, see I love that our goal Breaking was Bad to style. not disrupt any beloved characters. What if Darth Maul was a pod racer? <laughs> he wasn't Darth Maul yet. His name was Steve Ben Quadraneros. <laughs> ben Quadraneros. He turned into Darth Maul in like a week and a half because Darth Maul appeared like a, a week after the pod race. I'm Darth Maul sure. was like at the pod race, I feel like. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. add up at all. Um, um, what's I'd another love a Ben Quadranero show though? <laughs> that would be great. Uh, yeah. So, what's your? Did you say you had another one from like main trilogy, Brian? All my main trilogy was the band stuff. Oh, okay. And I, so I, I think a... like that's a realm that's fine to deal with because it's in the background. Yeah. It's not. You maybe have like some cameos. Who like maybe Luke Skywalker shows up and gives like a disapproving glare at the band or yeah, something, exactly. and that's fine. Uh, so okay. yeah, well, uh, put a pin in that. Um, I I, I kind of like the idea of doing figuring Dan in the middle nodes, but um, uh, but let's let's dig through some more ideas. We've, we've got wiggle room for a lot of a different series here. Yeah. So any of these ideas we don't use we'll use them down the road because like i said disney's going to milk this for <laughs> yeah, everything it's worth so exactly so i'm i'm curious to know houston um you mentioned that you had a really good idea yeah I think, I think let's just get it out on the table i so i think this is a perfect time to hit it cuz it's i really like the concept of this but i don't know if it falls into the parameters of what you're hoping for okay. with this episode okay so Let's explore it for a little bit. Let me convince you why it's a good idea, but then we can put a, a pin in it and 
bring it up another time on a, another episode sure. or something. Um, I'm always fascinated. Uh, Stephen King does this a lot. Uh, this is like the whole premise of 30 Rock. I always love seeing writers write about writers. So oh, like yeah. the idea that a show is based off of what writers are doing in the background. Um, yeah. I think Star Wars fan culture is one of the most intriguing, like you have the most toxic wasteland dump of fans out there, but then you also have like some of the most like great, like coming together, bonding over Ewoks and Wookiees culture out there. Like it varies. There's such a big rabbit hole of uh, tangential information you can explore it's yeah, just sure. the weirdest fan culture. And I think it would be fascinating to look into the perspective of writers who are trying to create a Star Wars sitcom and have to deal with uh, like all the crap they deal with from fans and like backlash from stupid shows they bring out or whatever. And so my pitch is kind of like this. It's a team of writers. There's like five or six of them. They're trying to create, and we can get like really meta with this. I think that'd be fun. They're working for Disney Plus trying to make a Star Wars sitcom. Um, And they're, and so it's like them trying to make a show and then like running a bunch of different like pilot episodes through beta testers or whatever um, and getting feedback and then just like them dealing with the various nuances and of weird aspects of the real life and how uh, like pampered or aggressive or whatever sides you see with Star Wars fan culture. But then on top of that, I think it'd be funny if there was like a rival writer's room um, where it's like the really pretentious, like stuck up writers who are working on the episode movies and that's what they're aspiring to be, but they also hate them because mm. they're annoying. Okay. Um, but, like, that's the big leagues, is being able to write one of the episode movies. Um, but they're at the sitcom level, and they have to make a successful Star Wars sitcom show. That's okay. my pitch. Okay. I could totally see that being so a great show that I would this, totally watch. Yeah. this It's basically the Star Wars equivalent of uh, Nobody's Watching. Did you guys ever watch Nobody's Watching? Uh, the title speaks for itself. <laughs> it's a YouTube video, but it was actually yeah. a pilot that they put together trying to pitch a TV oh, it's show. Oh, Barats and, and it was a TV. It... Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Totally, totally forgot about the Wait. Nobody's Watching stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so they, it's basically a TV show about two guys trying to make a TV show. And it never got picked up by anybody. It was so there's just like one pilot on YouTube and it's super funny. And it lived up to its name. Even though it's like <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, so I like that idea. And and so here's here's my only thing with it. I think, like you mentioned, it might not fit in with the parameters that we're setting, which is a sitcom that takes place within the Star Wars universe rather than exactly. about the Star Wars okay. universe. But I will give you credit for the fact that that's a very good idea, and I'll I'll pull some strings at Disney and maybe get it on uh, at some point. Weasel okay, get this connections. though. What if it is that, but it is set in the Star Wars universe? Okay, so okay, <laughs> no, hold on, stay with me. So the original script of Star Wars 
had a thing built into it called the Journal of the Wills, okay? Um, this is some, like, race of beings living in the Star Wars universe. And it, there is an explanation in the original drafts of Star Wars that the reason we have the story of Star Wars is that these people wrote it down and transmitted it to us or something weird like that. But uh, it's interesting. It, we are in the Star Wars universe, right? We're just a long time later in a in a galaxy far, far away, right? And so you're not wrong. That's true. What if it What if it is about writers, but it's about the wills? Okay, George George Lucas is obsessed with these wills. Okay, like I've read articles about what he wanted the sequel trilogy to be, and he was still obsessed with it. He's like, oh, it's going to be all about how midichlorians work. And, and the wills are going to come in, and everyone's like, okay, I'm really glad that you didn't make these movies. But it is a good <laughs> idea. And it's the kind of concept that, that appeals to a filmmaker. You know what I mean? It's like you want to tell a story about telling stories, and I think that's where your idea is coming from too, Houston, of like yeah. it's interesting, right? It's a very interesting concept. And these wills, I think he's set up to be sort of an all-powerful, sort of wise you know, observer – but why not make it a sitcom, right? We could have these guys, and what if they're they're making the Star Wars movies within the Star Wars universe? Okay, so we start out in in on Naboo in Episode One, for example, and they okay. they're from there, and they start like, oh man, let's make a thing about this whole trade dispute. Let's make a movie, or let's make like something. Maybe they're making a podcast. Why not? Right. So they're they, making they're, a. They're, <laughs> The first galactic podcast. Yeah. And uh, I I actually would love if the Wills were just like a group of buddies and it was about them trying to make a show to entertain people within their universe, but then no one cares. But the fact that they've been doing it for so long and they've documented so many important things in the history of their galaxy, they're like, we got to do something with this. And they identify a point in the future of where they could send it. I think it's a good concept. I like it too. And I like this idea that because they're documenting all these stories, we can see the ones that didn't go through where it's just like, oh, that wasn't a very inspiring story. That was kind of a joke in yeah. of itself. Let's It'd be scratch like them that covering one. really dumb stuff, non-canonical stuff. Okay. They could even cover deleted scenes. I was... Like we could we could do a whole episode about a deleted scene, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um so basically but like, because I was about to say, like, I really like this idea too, but I just wanted to make sure, like, we are doing a sitcom, not like a drama about people right. who are like documenting the Clone Wars. You know what I mean? So, like, they get up to goofy hijinks, and it's very funny, like, situational comedy. Yeah, for but, sure. But like, they inadvertently document the entire history of this galaxy, and and then that's how it like fell into our hands, so that George Lucas could write it. Well, okay, what about this? Since okay, go ahead. I was going to say, like, what about they are, like, missing all the action? Like, they get this tip, like, oh, there's this big battle going on on planet Hoth. And so they, like, go to Hoth, and this is years before anything on Hoth ever happens. So they're just, like, spending a whole episode on this (laughs) ice planet, just freezing their butt off, trying to find any action. They miss it. Uh, They're just going to all these different things. Like, hey, I hear, like, there's this assassin running around in Coruscant. And so they run in the undergrounds and then get, like, high on death sticks or something. And so they have, like, a tripped out episode or something. They're just missing all the action. And then maybe, like, the series finale 
is there are these better storytellers, these better story gatherers, <laughs> and they are the ones that actually documented the whole saga. And they're like, you know what? Or they get in a situation where those storytellers get like killed off or something. And these wills or whatever are like, you know what? They did a great thing. It would be sad if even though like they did a better thing than us, if we were just like so bitter about it that we didn't pass on this story to further generations. <laughs> and so it's them like coming of age and like finally getting a their like chance to tell a good story, but they're not fully grown up and mature yet. So they're like, eh, we'll take credit for it. This is a... Uh... Very complex, but I'm starting to love it. I'm I'm pretty <laughs> obsessed with it. I think we need to make sure we get any other ideas out on the table uh, before we proceed, though. Do we have Fair any enough. other? Con- All right. So I have, I have two other concepts I want to touch on, and uh, they might tie in to this concept even. But um, do you have anything more? Jake, so then, why, why don't we on? get through my what? Yeah, let's get through my garbage one <laughs> okay. um, before we come back to the good stuff. And this is one that me and Brian already kind of discussed the other oh, day. Oh, here we go. But it was basically it was basically born. I'll just give you kind of the synopsis. It was basically born out of the idea of, man, what's going to happen with this relationship with Kylo Ren and Rey in, in episode nine? And we we're like, I don't know. They're probably going to get married. And so the idea was Kylo and Rey get married. And then we have a sitcom about their family. And so Kylo is dark side and Rey is light side. And then they have a kid who's half and half. And... It's a comedy about like family matters, and it's just called Keeping the Balance. <laughs> and the kid is the kid I is not a force was... user, in my opinion. I think it's better if the kid is not a force yeah, user. Yeah, the kid is. He's just like a normal kid, and he's yeah. like, "Ugh, I hate my parents." He's like the squib of Jedi's. Yeah, basically. Yeah, exactly. I think that'd be and there, a fun oh concept. another another uh, another idea that I came up with for the the title was. Um, I don't think any of you guys, I don't think either of you watch Bojack Horseman, right? I haven't no. seen it yet. In Bojack in Bojack Horseman, um, he was basically like a child star not a child star, but he was on like a famous sitcom called Horsin' Around. And so my sitcom was gonna be called Forcing Around. <laughs> what was that, it? There was another name anyway, I came up with. Uh Choosing Sides? Something like that. Anyway. Oh yeah, something like that, yeah. Choosing sides. <laughs> And it's all about dark side, light side family, like trying to make things work. And and the cover feel... is is Kylo and Ray back to back, folding their arms and going, ah, I don't know. And their and their kid is like standing in the middle, like shrugging, like, well, this is us. <laughs> uh, I feel like forcing around is definitely a talk show in the universe. Like, I really love the idea of exploring exploring entertainment besides pod racers yeah. or whatever. Uh, in this universe, like they've got to have movies, they got to have, uh, op like music that's not the bubble opera or jizz whalers. Like, <laughs> I don't understand bubble comedy jam. Have you guys seen that? Okay, <laughs> that's unrelated. Um, <laughs> so that's all I had. Okay, I think we should get back to. We have a lot. The here. other idea. I think that all of the ideas that we've had that are about minor characters are episodes within the Wills concept, right? I think the whole concept is they are missing the important stuff. They're like, oh man, I think the figure and Dan and the modal nodes are going to be legendary jizz stars. 
and they're like, let's go do it. Let's go do like a feature <laughs> on them. Right. Um, and then they get there and they're like, wait, these guys don't even play jizz whaler music. What are you talking about? And then they also missed, they also missed like the important things that happened of like Obi-Wan Kenobi and Luke Skywalker meeting Han Solo and stuff. Um, but they were there in the background with a camera crew yeah, making a like, documentary. That, about that's like Dan. one of the, that's one of the running jokes is like, you do see those things like happening in the background, but it yeah. doesn't focus on them. It's like you know that episode I mean? of community where in the background, Abed is helping a girl yes. give birth to a baby. And like, it's never addressed except for like one spinoff line at the end. Yeah. Um, but otherwise yeah, you just have exactly. to be watching the episode closely. Um, another thing, another thing it makes me think of is um, Lion King one and a half. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's a fantastic movie. That's a great. Cause you know concept. how like in Lion King one and a half, it it goes through and it it basically like refollows the entire storyline of the Lion King, but it's just Timon and Pumbaa like wandering around like aloof to everything that's going on around them, and I think that's like a very good concept to carry over. Um, another point that I really want to like have as a running joke in this is I feel like everyone digs at Star Wars of like. Oh, it's this story of how like one family screwed up the whole galaxy for everyone or just like yeah. everything is centered around Skywalkers. I think it'd be really funny if no none of the characters in the whole series know who the Skywalkers are. Like oh, it yeah, gets brought sure. up somehow and they're like like Duke Skywalker, who who is this yeah. guy or whatever. <laughs> Even like Darth um, Vader. Like people don't know who Darth Vader is. Like I would love that. Yeah, because, like, yeah. for all we know, he's just, like, some bureaucrat bodyguard right. position uh, for what would be, like, the galactic, em- well, really the emperor. But, like, right. if this was, like, related to the U.S., it'd be, like, Trump's, like, advisor in the background who just, like, kills off people who try to hurt him or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, like, you'd have to... Someone who follows politics and sort of knows what's going on would know who they are. But that's not who these guys are interviewing. Or is it interviewing? What's, what is their show they're making? Like, that's what we need to figure out. Like, what is their format? Are they trying to make a serious thing, but they're idiots? Or are they trying to make... Like, what is it? What if it's this Coruscant Life and it's a podcast? Okay. <laughs> and they're trying to just so tell the stories of people and they're not all necessarily in Coruscant. So maybe we have to say this galaxy life, sure. um, but they are just like trying to go around and tell the stories of the people throughout the galaxy to uh, bring together some like uh, intercultural connections and understanding, but they're failing. Like they're just making it worse than it was to start so, with. So Except at minds- the end of the episode, they find like some middle ground of like, hey, here's how you deal with this stupid situation and how to be a better person out of it or whatever. Yeah. I, okay. I like the uh the the Forrest Gump aspect of it where they're they're gonna be close to a lot of big events, but not that close, right? They're gonna they're gonna generally be in the right place so that we can get some like funny cameos in the background, but they are completely clueless to them. Um I, I, I like that concept. So in their like, minds, they're trying to do sort of a serious, you know, like documentary series yeah. podcast. Because I feel like most sitcom characters are playing it straight or playing it serious. Yeah, it's just right. the situation. Like, 
that's what sitcom stands for. It's a silly right. situational comedy. Yeah. Um, Setting is a difficult one with this because I want to be able to cover honestly all of the movies. I want to like I want there to be a season for every movie. Season one is yeah. is all events that take place during episode one, right? Um, I think that's a fantastic idea. But I mean, like, how are we if they do them as alien races? Well, if there's certain alien races that can live for decades. That's and right. That's fine. Are like they, Yoda's like Yoda's nine hundred. Okay, yeah. Maybe we should get to our characters. What if they're all Yodas? Um, And maybe we have one human who's like, he's like 16 when he starts in episode one. And he's like an intern on the show. And then by like the end, he's like kind of like leading the front. Like he's the new uh, uh, leader of the group or whatever. But he definitely started as a background character. I guess Anakin is a little kid in episode one. And he's an oldish guy, kind of hard to tell his age because of the whole burning and whatever, by the end of episode six. So one through six isn't too much of a stretch to say that's a lifetime, right? Yeah, so I think are, that works. So are we going to have people like get pretty old then? I guess if there's a human, they'll get pretty old. I, I like yes. the idea of there just being one character who's just a completely different age every season. But the other ones like don't even notice. Like One of them's a Yoda a yoda species one of them's like a rodian or whatever um i think we all make one character who wants to do the human are there three can i, I actually start characters. before we uh, start with the characters because i imagine we're going into casting here i want to do one thing before okay. getting distracted from this and i want to set like the final vibe for what this show is and that deals with who the writer director is for this I think we bring on, give them a chance. I did. I don't want to say a chance to redeem themselves because I feel like they actually had potentially something great going up their sleeves. But I want to bring back Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Uh, That's who Phil I was Lord already and, thinking. I'm on board. Okay. Phil Lord and Chris Miller have lots of experience with directing sitcoms. The most notable one is How I Met Your Mother. They directed several seasons of that. So they have the experience. I think the vibe that they were trying to bring to Solo, which initially scared the producers, yeah. uh, is actually perfectly what we want for this sitcom. So I think we bring them back. I think it's perfect. That's like exactly what I was thinking of. Um, so as someone who might be a little bit oblivious to these <laughs> people, what did they do with what did they do with Solo? Uh, so, so they were the original directors and writers for it, um, and they created the solo movie had it ready to go essentially. And then uh, Kathleen Kennedy and a lot of the other higher ups in Lucas films thought that solo was kind of ridiculous in the sense of like, it was way too comedic, way too like nonsensical. Mm. And so they fired them and brought on Ron Howard to do a bunch of reshoots and try to make it more serious. Um, gotcha. The other thing you should and know so, about them is that they did like the Lego movie, right? That's like that's like one of their big claims to fame too. They're very good they did. directors. Yeah, they do a lot of meta comedy. Like they did Lego movie, they did 21 and 22 Jump Street, they did Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. That's right. Uh, yeah. Oh, nice. They're very good at what they do. Um, but for whatever reason, it was not seen as good. I would love for to see solo. that version of Solo, honestly. I kind of do too. 
I think it'd be more interesting than what we got yeah. from Solo, honestly. And it would have been more fun. There's like a Solo wasn't a very cut fun of it out movie. There. So, anyway, um, I'm on board with that. I think the vibe is uh, kind of silly. Um, but these, these characters are, are pretty in earnest. Is one of them maybe too serious? Like a sort of like, oh, I take myself very seriously. I'm Michael Scott kind of thing. Um, well, let's go through and introduce our characters and maybe change the vibe of the character we create based off of what other people select. Yeah, that works for me. Who's going first then? And keeping in mind, at least I one, go first. one person has to be a human. Okay, uh, I want my person to be an Ewok. Okay. Um, <laughs> and so he's just this little Ewok, but um, he speaks... Uh, what do they call their language in Star Wars land? Basic. He speaks English on screen, obviously. Common. Basic. Yeah, he speaks basic. Galactic basic. Um, he speaks galactic basic, and so it's not just going to be like a bunch of like... Yeah. He's like actually going to be speaking with them. And he's going to have like this low, like gruff voice, and he's just going to be smoking cigarettes all the time and like okay. be super cynical and like... Like he's kind of like... Uh, I'm trying to think of a good comparison. But like your classic guy who's like a... Like a hard-boiled journalist yeah, who yeah. just wants to get the story and he's like well guys i uh i've been uh hunting for this story for 10 years and <laughs> this is gonna be my big shot and he just like smoking cigarettes i, I like, kind of imagine like, like sam elliott or not um is it sam who's the he's yeah, like the cowboy gonna... gruff voice yeah sam elliott. uh he, like uh, fake ron in parks and rec he, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, a, he's got like I, a very. Gruff I'm kind of picturing that like, voice for an Ewok, and that's hilarious to me. That's really funny. Like got like a southern drawl to him and stuff. Sam Elliott would super okay, be on board to, to do this show, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, uh, I'll I might add more details to him as you guys develop yeah, your characters, yeah. but I'll uh, pass for now. So he's he's is he like is he the host then? Maybe we can figure that out as we go. Oh, um, Unless Houston, you've got a host. I in think mind. like. Is it a podcast? I feel like with a voice like too? that. What's that? At one point we do said podcast, but we're not doing that. We're doing video, right? They're they're doing a they're a documentary series. Yeah, I think they're like a documentary film crew kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. You know. Okay. Uh, can I build off of your Sam Elliott? Because I've got one that goes perfectly with it, namely because they do yes. share one aspect of their name. Um, I want to, so my character is going to be a Toydarian, which is nice. the race, Wado. uh, that Watto from episode one and two is, um, and I want him to be voiced by Chris Elliott. You might not be as familiar with Chris Elliott, but he is, Elliott. um, he is Lily's father from how I met your mother and he <laughs> okay, is rolling yeah. shit, rolling shit from Shit's Creek. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Just, Great character actor. He's just kind of this like not so serious, just like you know, trying to like weasel his way through life kind of vibe to him. Um I'm specifically thinking of like him from Shits Creek, because he's like this this like redneck mayor of the town that is Shits Creek. Um and he <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like he is here trying to like weasel his way into like making it big into movies or whatever but he's not working that hard and so he's kind of like playing pranks the whole time they're going through all these adventures but just like 
uh, just like subtly undermining everyone. Work okay. for me, yeah. Um, I like it. Okay, because you connected your actor to uh, to to who was it? Now I can't think of his name. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott also, and Chris Elliott. Yeah. And Chris Elliott. Well, mine is another Sam, uh, and I'm casting Sam Rockwell for my character, uh, who is nice. who is the human. I am being the human character since that's what's left. Um, but he is. Oh my gosh! I totally spaced on what I was gonna say. Ooh, Sam Rockwell's. He's a good choice. I have another idea of how we uh, uh, approach like the aging situation. Maybe oh, okay. this story comes in in episode four, and we do like episode four through episode nine. But they have flashbacks to things they did in episode one through three, where Women it's like, oh, yeah. So you have a younger actor for him. Or whatever. But then okay. it's like this, oh, we really messed this up. Well, it's not as bad as that one time on Naboo. And then it does like a quick cut to something they screwed up. It's just like some quick one-off joke or whatever. Um, I think that could be a way to handle the age difference. Um, I also great. think like we can be pretty liberal about the age difference. Like, It's a sitcom, so you know we don't have to... Yeah, and space travel, you can always sync. sort of do some hand wave and be like, well, they're traveling faster than light or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also like the idea that every time there's a flashback to younger Sam Rockwell, it's a different child actor. <laughs> like, they all look kind of the same, but it's just whoever we can get that week. I uh, I love it. I do still like the idea of having a season for every episode, but what if we just do it in movie order? So it's season four, season five, season six, season one, season two, season three. <laughs> Se- season seven, season eight, season nine. Or sorry, season that's seven. Perfect. I think that's a great idea. Rogue One, season eight, Solo, season nine. And those are the names of the seasons. Because you name seasons <laughs> on a TV show. Yeah, um, that's awesome. S- Sam Rockwell <laughs> is playing a boom mic operator. And that's his thing. He just he, All right. he carries the boom mic. And he's kind of the dumb one that that no one really expects to do anything. But he always, like, he pulls through with some cool stuff sometimes, you know? He, he could be, like, the moral yeah. center of the whole group. Hey, guys, you sure? Are you sure we should be doing this? Are you sure we should go in there? I like that. I like that a lot, too. Uh, do we want... Because usually sitcoms have, like, a good group, like, a good-sized group. Do we want to do one more character each? Or just say, like, those are our three main ones. Everyone else is kind of ancillary. We'll develop uh, it as question. we go. Uh, let's see if we have any ideas that, that can kind of answer the question. Um, wait, wait, wait. Can I, come back? can I come back to one thing about Sam Rockwell? Yeah. Yes. It just dawned on me. Like, I was picturing a very, very distinct Sam Rockwell as I was imagining this boom mic operator. And then I realized it's just Guy Fliegman from Galaxy Quest. Yeah. Played by <laughs> Sam Rockwell. <laughs> He's also Zephod Beeblebrox in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. He's got experience doing, yeah, he's doing got comedic space-based so. roles. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So he's golden. But I like that he Perfect. wears just like t-shirts and jeans and like does not look like he belongs in the Star Wars universe, but he does. Like his t-shirts are for stuff within the universe. Like he's got a figure in Dan in the Muddled Nodes t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I like that. Um, Who's the, so so we didn't get a host between year two, did we? Was it the Ewok or the Toydarian? 
I, I think it shouldn't be the Ewok. I, I want the Ewok to be like, he's like a retired journalist, but he just like couldn't stay away from documentary filmmaking. And so he's kind of brought on as like the person who has a lot of experience in the field, but he's kind of like old and cynical and just like there for expertise, but he's not really running the show, you know? All right. And are they friends? Um, are they like... Because I, I, I was thinking of it as like, oh yeah, it's just like a bunch of some buddies, you know, traveling across the galaxy. To what if I pitch, can I pitch this character to you guys? Yeah. Um, I want to bring sitcom superstar Julie Louise Dreyfus on. She okay. plays Elaine from Seinfeld. Uh, she's in Veep. She has a she's small the titular role Veep. in a. She is the titular Veep. Um, I think. I want her as the main character because I think she's gold and everything she touches is amazing. Yeah. Um, I kind of want her as like, maybe she is a female Yoda species. Uh, okay. Whatever that alien is. Um, but I think she like inherited all this money and like the grandfather, whoever donated it to her is like, use this wisely. Use it to inspire thousands if not millions and so her way of inspiring people is finding great inspirational stories of others and so she is the one funding this whole project going forward she's like the director producer on this whole ordeal and she's the one who put together this makeshift crew of sam elliott chris elliott and sam rockwell plus a couple others uh, and I think she okay. also owns the ship they travel in, which we could name, and that would be cool. And I think that uh, Sam Rockwell's character is also the pilot. He's pilot slash boom mic operator. But he's very underappreciated as a pilot. Yeah, definitely. He's like a decent pilot. Yeah. But people just think he's an idiot. Yeah. I, I also like the idea that, like, from the get-go, like, they've kind of been brought together as a team, but they're not necessarily friends because then there can be, like, a lot of, like, yeah interesting situational humor with, like, them trying to get along. And they're all very different, you know? They're all very different characters. Yeah, exactly. Like but, like, over time, they, like, kind of build a bond, you know? Um, Yeah, I think I think we're on a good track here. I so love I think Sam Rockwell being the only human. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah. It's like so, like that's so weird for Star Wars. Star Wars is almost always like a bunch of humans and like one or two accent aliens. I really like that Sam Rockwell is going to be yeah. around with all of these. This is like opposite. Short aliens. They're not even like human-sized aliens. It's, it's a Yoda, an Ewok, and a Toydarian. At least the Toydarian. I think there needs to be. I think, I think there needs to be one Wookie, and the Wookie is just there to like carry heavy objects around. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like, he carries all the cameras or something. Also, um, he writes What's our score. show called? Yeah. What are we going to call this what thing? What is our show? So, the the, the Wills, the W-H-I-L-L-S, that's the, that's George Lucas's concept of the storytellers who, uh, who transmit the story of Star Wars. Um, I think some play on that could be interesting. Um, but on the other hand, I don't know how many people know about the Wills, the Journal of the Wills. So maybe we can. And like we're doing, I think the last thing we discussed is they're actually taking the stories that the Wills collected and claiming them as their own, claiming that they were the Wills and sending them out. Oh, I thought the concept is they are the Wills. Someone else smarter than them made the actual good stories and they stole them and claimed them. That actually makes more sense. Let's do that. 
So they are the Wills. Yeah. Um, are they all named Will? I'm trying to... Th- <laughs> every single... <laughs> every character is just named Will. By sheer coincidence. Yeah. Uh, and m- maybe uh, it's because they got the Will from Julie Louise Dreyfus's grandfather. Okay. And Ooh. Um, that's like the thing that brings them together is the money from the Will... And they're like, let's not just like beat around the bush. This is why we're here. This is our team name or whatever. After they have some uh, life or death experience. Yeah. Ooh, I've got it. Willpower. <laughs> okay. Um, I think a more. How about the will of name? the force? Will the force? That sounds too serious. That doesn't co- communicate that it's a comedy. I like the title Star Wars Stories: A Star Wars Story. <laughs> i think that is actually perfect pretty good (laughs) it's like it's like it's like self-referential self-deprecating enough that uh that it's funny but it's it's very clear what it is right they they know it's going to be individual stories and i do think we have like it's very episodic right i think that yes uh, there, there isn't the oh, this overarching story of oh, these people are growing together as friends and they're 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 doing this what they think is this important mission. They meet the the real storyteller. Like I feel like there is an arc, but um, yeah. But really, it's it, it, we focus more on the episode than on than on the longer arcs, and it really is like they they really are going to Naboo, and they're going to do a special on Gungan politics, and like no one cares. <laughs> And it's just like, why are we covering this? But they like think it's the greatest thing because they think it's so important because of the the trade federation and how it's a, they want to talk about how it's affecting the Gungans. But like the Gungans are the least affected anyway. Uh, I think there's a lot to do there. I, I think this yeah. Is... I, I was I was gonna say I, I think so at this point of the episode I think we should just like I don't think we have time to go into a fully fleshed out pilot. Yeah. But let's just throw out our ideas of like what do we want to see in that first episode? What kind of things would happen? What kind of situational comedy would happen in that first episode when they're on Naboo, um, just kind of doing a little documentary special on the politics of the Gungans? I'll tell you what I, think I want. The opening well, scene so, is is Captain Tarples, the the military captain guy of the Gungans, talking to the camera and being like, "Yeah, so this crew came in." And uh, they want to tell our story, our uh, sorry, our about our Sabombad story about the the big mechaniques. <laughs> but he talks normal, but he says the dumb Gungan words. Um, <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, the Trade Federation sucks, but uh, I don't know. Things are fine down here underwater." And then we cut to the crew. <laughs> um, I yeah. want uh, where they're trying to like interview the the humans who live on land to try and get like their perspective of the Gungans and how they think this is going to affect their economy. Um, I want them to like see through the crap of like, Oh, this is what our queen looks like. Uh, but she's pretending to be a handmaiden. So like they're going to the palace and trying to get an interview with the queen and they see her as a handmaiden and they're like, Hey, can we talk to you or whatever? And she's just like, Hey, chill like there's some bad people around here like don't reveal my cover and like 
they don't care just because they can see right off the bat she's the queen and it doesn't make sense to have a disguise unless you're like covering <laughs> your face or whatever yeah. um so you're saying that we have to get uh young natalie portman to be in the pilot yes and young Kira we'll Knightley. do some de-aging okay um yes hey exactly and so yeah okay. like i think that would be a good like meta humor like give the exact vibe yeah. of what the show's all about I think a fun thing to include as an ongoing joke would be for them to not, or at least one character to not be sure who are like the intelligent species on a planet. So they go to Naboo, <laughs> they go to like the, the capital of feed and like they get there and they're just interviewing the ducks. And it's just like, no, no man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like and Sam Rockwell like, is like they, running they, like, with a boom mic and... trying to mic a duck. It's so good. <laughs> and then they like uh they get to the gungans and we can have like a like a five second cameo where jar jar just like steps in front of the camera and he's just like misa gonna be on tv and then (laughs) a little ewok guy is like we're not dealing with this idiot come on let's go to the castle and they walk away man so good i have a i have a proposal this is my last pitch and then we can end the episode um what if we got the original actor, Ahmed Best, who plays Jar Jar Binks, yeah, to be yeah. in the cast of this show? Um, let's give him a more dignified role. It. Make him like... I think like... he gets to play a human. I think he gets to play a human. He's not one of the main He's... cast, but he gets to play a human. What if he is one of the main cast? Like, I want a chance to redeem him. And maybe okay. he's yeah, like... He's great. Like he could be the Jim of the office, or like Man, he really the Ben Wyatt be. of Parks and Rec. Like the regular, like everyone likes them because they're normal, they're easygoing, chill guy. That totally fits in because he is actually in episode two um, as himself, out of costume, in one of the nightclubs. Really? So yeah. What so do you know? That cameo is now his actual character, who probably has a name because that's how they do it in Star Wars. Hold on, I'm looking it up because I want his name to be documented. He's got to have a name. I just want his name to be like Jeremy or something. Uh, I found it. The name is Ahmed Beck. Okay, yeah. Which is almost like Ahmed. Almost Best. all of them are pretty much close to their name. Yeah. <laughs> Ahmed Beck is good. I like it. And that is definitely a Star Wars sounding name. Yeah. Okay. And he's just like, I I like the idea that he's just like one of the head writers. Like, he's just like a smart guy put together. He's like pretty normal. And he just has to deal with all He's kind of cynical about the job, but not like in a way that he ruins it for everyone. He's just trying to like, just get by. What if he's kind of like an analyst in the background and his job is just to, to locate good stories and he does a good job at getting them to the right general location, but not to talk to the right people. I think he is like the one responsible for that. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's, that's a fun good. Time. Okay. Cause he hates his job, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is a good Love show it. and it's called star Wars stories, a star Wars story. Um, and it's starring Ahmed best. <laughs> Um, directed by Phil Lord and Chris Sam Rockwell. And it's an amazing show. <laughs> it's and very it amazing. Premieres premieres on Disney Plus 2021. We're going to make it happen. 
Did you know Ahmed right. Best released an album called 2001 Maniacs Field of Screams that was released what? in 2010? Okay, that's officially canon in the world of this in the world of this show. That's got to be like a real thing that he references all the time. Yeah, seriously. One of the songs. He's he's a real Jews whaler. One of the songs is called (laughs) "Hey Hey Howdy Hey." Oh no! Which is not the vibe I was getting from him. But anyways, that's our fun note to wrap up this episode. Brian, do you want to tell them where they can find us? Yeah. Do we want to do the new topic first? Uh, We sure can. And it's my week to pick. Sure is. Um, you all know that I really like the franchise called Batman. And anything that has to do with Batman. This is true. Um, I try to sneak a Batman reference in every episode. Speaking of references, we didn't talk about Tom DeLonge this episode. Yeah, we did. Oh. We just did. We, we just did. Wait, 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 wait. I got it. Tom DeLonge... Uh, he is a jizz like, at one point. No, no, no. He's on earth and it's like one of the after credits gags that he just like picks up a transmission from there. Okay. As he's like trying to study UFOs, but then it just like cuts out suddenly and he's like, no, <laughs> and he just like misses it. Okay. Yeah. It's very good. Okay. We can work that in somehow. And then in the finale, okay, we, we got, got the real message that they stole from the real storytellers. That's good. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Batman. we got our Tom DeLonge reference. Back to Batman, the very serious matter here. Um, I want to build, and maybe this is a little derivative of the last topic I picked where we did an RPG game. Um, I still want to stay in the gaming area uh, because I play a lot of board games. I'm a big nerd about it, and I want to pitch a board game here. I want to pitch cool. a something that would have to, a, like a big huge elaborate board game um i'm thinking like scythe or war of the ring or something that's going to cost at least 60 dollars to buy yeah um it can be cooperative it can be uh we're all against each other i'm thinking like a 4x style game where it's like exploration exploit uh all the other two x's whatever just like some big elaborate game we're not going to make this a mediocre child's game but it's gonna be batman based all right all right it's a fun challenge it's a fun creative challenge for the creatively challenged um yep now i'll tell them where they can find us we're on the internet at perfectbrainstorm.net uh you can email us at perfectbrainstorm at perfectbrainstormpod at gmail.com uh we're on twitter at perfectbrainstorm on instagram at perfectbrainstorm uh and uh, check us out if you've got ideas to send us do that uh through any of those uh aforementioned methods uh if you've got uh beef squash that beef <laughs> squash it squash that beef um no that's it that's the episode all right well in that case i'm jake bush i'm brian perry Misa, i think this is gonna be a great episode yeah. That sounded more like Lilo uh, that, than Jar Jar Binks. It, it sounded a lot like Stitch, yeah. Our, <laughs> or Stitch, yes. <laughs> Stitch. That was Stitch. Stitch exists within this universe. Of course. Um, okay. Anyway, okay. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Toodaloodaloo. I still listen now, but I hear nothing at all.
Slowly, I'll be silent.